Hello again, everyone. How are you today? I hope you're having a great day. My name is Emmanuel Lloyd, and this is my podcast. So many of you may already know this, but this month is a couple of things. It's uh, Cybersecurity um, Awareness Month. Uh, Also, Congress has passed a um, uh, National Internet Security bill or law or whatever they do in Congress these days, um, as well, uh, for national internet safety month, I believe it is. So what I want to do is get into some things that could possibly help you. Uh, again, um, my podcast is simply about protecting your data, protecting your network. You know, it's, it's a layered security approach of, of NPAD. Remember I told you in the beginning, in my first podcast that I would be using a lot of acronyms to hopefully help you remember uh, ways to protect your business, basically at the end of the day. So NPAD, you know, there's these are the layers that you need to protect your business. Um, I work with a lot of medical practices and banks and CPAs, um, and um, I've worked with some law firms, architects and things of that nature, engineers, big box stores, you know, um, I've been doing this uh, since 1992. Um, my whole life has been about data protection and privacy since I've been out of the Marine Corps. I protected classified documents at, at the top secret level um, and also protected the president at Camp David. So um, protecting assets has been my uh, thing. So NPAD is uh, I-N-P-A-D-D, um, which is uh, your internet, your network, your people, which is training and hopefully this segment will focus a lot on your people uh, because it's awareness month. Um, Your applications, um, your devices and your data. So internet is obvious, Uh, your network. um, There are things that are there that we'll get into, but that's what this podcast is about. I don't really have a fancy name or anything like that. And I just do it on my, uh, my mobile phone. Um, I do it as things pop into my head and this is not scripted. So just coming totally off the cuff. Hopefully this will be like a sit down session uh, consultation for you to give you some good input to work with your current IT people or or your current IT department uh, to try to help you better protect your data. So today we'll be talking about cybersecurity awareness and we'll go over a few things. I may need to break this into segments. Um, I don't want it to get too long. So we'll talk about things like phishing, um, you know, your cyber uh, risk profile, what it looks like. You know, is antivirus enough? Uh, a lot of people think, well, I have antivirus and I'm good to go. That's not always the case. As a matter of fact, it's never really the case. Um, uh, so, um, you know, what kind of backup strategies do you have for your workflow? You know, your employee's time, how valuable is it to you and how valuable is your time to your employees? You know, we talk about password management and, and um, ransomware and, and what links that you click and don't click and um, uh, things of that nature. Uh, so um, let's just get into it. So <clears throat> first thing I want to do is give you a little scenario. Right. So think about this. Um it could start out looking like an innocent email, 
right? An employee opened it up, clicked on the attachment, somebody marrying in accounting. And, you know, it's funny to me because in my experience, it's always been people in the accounting department who start phishing attacks. I don't know why. I think because it has a lot to do with the monies that they're dealing with. And they're just so busy trying to trying to make the, you know, do their best for their for the business and uh, they're just moving quickly and it's you, you can't move slow when you're collecting money and paying bills and things of that nature probably so i'm not sure how it is i'm not a, a accounting professional so um but once you click on that link link once you, mary clicks on this link you know the ransomware embeds itself into your system into her system and it slowly encrypts all the files in the background until the employees are all locked out and they can't do anything and everybody's panicking because they can't get to their documents they can't um get to spreadsheets and and uh present salespeople can't get the presentations and customer service people can't uh pull up the crm and your voice over ip phones might even go down if you have an ip flood or something like that you know um you you're just in a mess at that point if you have a plan in place for this, though, you don't have to worry. Okay. Um, backups. Yeah, that's uh, something that you need to have. But you also need to have a business continuity and disaster recovery plan. You need to have a, 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 a contingency plan to work continuously, not just for your employees, but for your customers, and depending upon what industry you're in, you know, patients, like I know, obviously, most of us are patients, right? We all have medical uh, concerns, checkups, at least. Um, we're not going to wait around for you to get your systems back up before you can check us in. If you don't have a contingency to check us in, I'll just go to the to the ER or I'll go to the uh, um, what do you call those places, the medac uh, place. Um, and uh, and I might not come back. Or if, if I'm at a restaurant and their point of sale system's down and um, they can't take my order or I can't see the menu, whatever the case may be. There's no need to let your workflow be interrupted like that. There's, there's not a need for that, especially when it comes to uh, ransomware. You know, so let's take Mary, for instance, you know, uh, her company called uh, their IT department uh, to sort out the mess. Fortunately, there were two things that helped them avoid a permanent data and productivity loss. You know, some of their workflow was already in the cloud and they're already having um, regular backups being done by their IT department. You know, it took a bit, but the IT department got them back up and um, on their feet without paying the ransom. That's the thing that you want. You don't ever want to pay that ransom because if you pay that ransom, once you pay that ransom, there's no guarantee that your data is clean, sanitized, there's no guarantee you get your data back. There's no guarantee that the hackers put a back door into the data to get it at it again. Because once they see that you will pay once, they may say, hey, this is easy pickings. We can come back to them later if we can't make money elsewhere. You know, for Mary, it could have been much worse and much more expensive if they didn't have a plan. But luckily, they had a good IT department or a good IT guy or gal who... Uh, IT Sally, she took care of them and she got them back online. Well, there's no way to avoid this kind of danger altogether 
but there's ways to mitigate the risk and to protect uh, your business with proactive steps like regular offsite backups and employee training. You know, that P, that in the NPAD, Internet Network People, right? Applications, devices, and data. So what we want to talk about today is your employees. We don't want your employees to be your weakest link. Typically, they are. Unfortunately, that they are. The weakest link in your security uh, plan, if you will. Right. So <clears throat> what I want to do today on this podcast, on this episode, is to try to give you some things to think about to try to help prevent your employees from being the weak link. You know, you want to learn how to spot and avoid uh, uh, cyber. Well, I don't know what to call it, cyber holes. OK, so um one of the ways to do that is to have regular training for your employees. You know, why is this important? Why is it important to, to sit down and have a boring meeting about cybersecurity that somebody's probably not really going to pay attention to until it's too late? And they click on the link and they go, oh, my God, what was I supposed to do again? It may be boring. It may seem mundane, but you need to have some type of cyber awareness training that can help employees learn how to spot the dangers of, you know, suspicious links or uh, websites or whatever the case may be, have proactive tools that actually prevent any actions from taking place. Okay, so let's get into it. So why cyber uh, security awareness training should be a part of your SOP, your manuals, if you're, if you're a small business, you know, maybe your monthly meetings or your weekly meetings or whatever the case may be. These kind of meetings are going to help your employees understand and recognize cybersecurity risk. It's going to put people in the mindset of, oh, I need to be careful. Okay. It's going to help them know how to protect themselves and your company from these risks. It may not be perfect, but an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, right? That's what they say. I think Ben Franklin said that. I'm not sure. I wasn't there. <laughs> it also should help them know what to do if they suspect or experience a cybersecurity breach. Now, depending, you know, I work a lot with, with compliance-based organizations like healthcare and financial services. You know, once you get a data breach, you may have the insurance, you know, and I, I'm going to talk about cyber insurance on one of these episodes. I'm going to get to that. It might be the next one. You, you're going to have data prevention insurance, uh, data loss insurance, cyber insurance, business insurance, continuity insurance, you know, uh, of business continuity of business insurance, whatever the case may be, all that's fine and good. I don't know, and maybe there is something somebody can educate me. If there's such a thing as reputation damage insurance, because that's not something that you ne necessarily pay for. That's a, a mindset that current and future prospects, patients, clients, uh, even employees, good employees, do not want to be associated with a company that has a bad reputation. And when you get a data breach, you can rest assured you're going to get a bad reputation if you don't mitigate it properly. You're going to get a bad reputation just for having a data breach because people are going to look at you side-eye and go, hmm, I don't know about them. Now, for instance, uh, you get a data breach in the medical industry, you go on what 
we call the HIPAA wall of shame. Look it up. Google it. The HIPAA wall of shame lists companies uh, prior to and currently under um, orders by OCR, uh, the the officiating uh, body for uh, HIPAA uh, uh, violations, list them on their web, on this website, what, how many records were breached, what was breached, why the whole nine yards. And for people like me who work with these healthcare organizations, we're called business associates, right? Even business associates can get on these websites, on this HIPAA wall of shame. And that's something that I'm adamant about. Uh, my clients uh, uh, being uh, 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 aware of cybersecurity threats to ensure that they don't do something that participates in helping me get on those on that website. I don't ever want to be on the HIPAA wall of shame. I know people who are, and it's not fun. Trust me. Um, so cyber awareness insurance, you're going to talk a lot about phishing because that's what is like the number one I mean, I'm not saying this statistically. I don't know what the number one statistically uh, uh, threat is, but phishing is a huge one because people get these emails. I got an email this week about some billionaire, a legitimate billionaire, wanted to donate donate me $1.5 million just out of the kindness of their heart. Well, you know, I'm a little bit more savvy than that. You know, I was in the Marine Corps and I've been around the block. You know, I got a lot of street knowledge and I knew that was BS. So uh, I, I immediately uh, warned uh, all of my clients about it and because uh, I know of a client who's had a person fall for something like that and lady end up losing about uh, $75,000 uh, of her real money, not soft costs, of real cash. And that was a tragedy. So fishing is going to be something that you'll talk about a lot. And, you know, it's one of the it's one of the most common dangers out there because it's so easy. So such low hanging fruit too. you know, I wrote an article a long time ago. Uh, the name of the article was um, uh, Loose Lips Sink Ships, but one click can sink your company. And uh, gosh, that was must have been 10 years ago that I wrote that article for PC Magazine or someone like that. I can't remember who I wrote it for, but it got a lot of a lot of attention and um, got me a got me a gig with doing a, a speaking gig with log me in at the time. I don't know if you guys remember them. They, they might still be in business. I don't do that kind of stuff anymore. But <clears throat> excuse me. Anyway, um, you want to train your employees to become aware of fishing. uh Ransomware, malware, and viruses. So phishing is always going to come in the form of an email, but there's also social engineering. Passwords are a big, big problem that people have because they, they like using the same passwords. So there's social engineering, spear phishing, and things of that nature that <clears throat> you use the same password. Well, once they break into your Facebook or your Twitter or whatever social media that you use, they figured, okay, well, let's try this on their bank account. I had a client once who uh, got an email supposedly from the COO and uh, the COO was this really soft-spoken guy, um, very, very just a good guy, just soft-spoken. 
And this email that came from him to the purchasing manager was, hey, I need you to buy all these Apple uh, cards, uh, these gift cards. And the purchasing manager, who's pretty savvy, said, well, why would you want to buy these? And the, supposedly the CEO came back and said, you know, swore, blah, 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 blah. You better buy these blah, 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 blah cards or else. So she, out of emotional frustration, went ahead and bought the cards. Turns out somebody uh, spoofed the email of the COO. Looks just like the COO's email. And because she didn't read the header of the email, she went ahead and purchased the cards. It was about $30,000 that that company lost, and they'll never see it again. They'll never see it again because they were legitimately purchased. So, I mean, they can make a, a you know complaint to Apple or whatever the case may be, or whoever they bought the card for at Google. Um, but, but if she was aware or trained to maybe just pick up the phone or have a protocol to say, "Hey, Mr. C O O, did you actually <clears throat> send this email? Because it doesn't sound like you." But she didn't do that. Um, she reacted because people are busy. They don't have that time, but you need to start thinking about making that kind of time for the protection of your company. So preparation is key in any endeavor, but it's even more critical in protecting your business from cyber attacks. So by having these cyber awareness training meetings, whatever you want to call them, lunch and learns or whatever the case may be, make it fun so people will come and pay attention and ask questions and make sure people ask questions. There are companies out here too that will actually do uh, 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 fishing tests. They'll send you these tests to test your employees. And if the employee clicks on the link, a video will pop up and say, hey, you know, you were just, this was a test. It wasn't a real email. You clicked on a phishing scam. Here's what you need to do next time. So you can automate this stuff too. You don't have to necessarily always sit sit down. I don't know if you're a Seinfeld fan. I am. You know, Jerry had that episode about how come everybody has to always sit down and talk. And why can't we just stand and talk? <laughs> Whatever the case would be. But um, kind of a geeky thing here, with Seinfeld. But anyway, pre- preparation is key. So cybersecurity awareness training is going to help the employees learn how to spot and avoid the threats. Additionally, having a cybersecurity plan in place uh, to help minimize the damage is a necessity. It's not an option. It should be a necessity to you. So here are eight things that I want to give you, and I want to wrap this up because I, I didn't realize I can't do these five to ten minute podcasts. They're not going to work. <laughs> so they're probably going to end up being 20 minutes. So I hope hopefully my audience, when I build an audience, will be okay with that. So let's go to... Um, uh, eight, eight things and I have them written down here so I wouldn't forget so uh, awareness right that's that's number one uh, links number two emails and I'm going to go back over this again one by one credential sharing credential strengths multi-factor authentication or MFA 2FA whatever you want to call it public platforms and reporting All right so let me just elaborate a little bit on each one of those topics and let's go back to awareness so in in order for you to protect your company from cyber threats all the employees should be aware of the best practices of cybersecurity 
you should have a guy. You can you can buy or or or, or download for free probably some cybersecurity templates, right? Some some cybersecurity uh, um, SOP templates or or <coughs> policy templates or whatever the case may be. There's a company called uh, I forget what the name of it is. They have a whole book of IT policies, just templates. You throw your company name in there. Um, you need to have somebody go through that and make sure it's all. Uh, uh, customized to your business. You don't just want to have cookie cutter stuff and you want to have a lawyer involved as well because people are so so litigious these days. They will sue you for anything just about it seems. So, you, but but you you want to have some kind of awareness protocol, templates, policies, SOP, whatever the case may be. Links uh, was the next thing I have written down here. So your employee should never, ever, ever click on links or open attachments from unknown senders. Now, have you ever seen one of those emails where you, you, it says, well, this email was sent outside the organization and it's all in red and asterisks and things of that nature? Those banners uh, are, are one thing that you should try to do and implement and get your IT people to help you implement a, 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 a email um, management to, 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 to say this email was sent from the outside and you should be suspect of the email. It may not be something that uh, uh, is um, clean. Um, then you have whitelisting, blacklisting. You know, if you use Microsoft Office 365, there's ways to, to do this. If you use another email tool, you know, just speak with your IT department um, or reach out to me and I'll be happy to answer any questions that you may have about that. So don't ever open up attachments and, or click on links from people you don't know. And they make them enticing. They're, and, and, you know, the, the ones that are most enticing are the ones dealing with money you don't have these scams anymore well oh i want to you know uh deposit five billion dollars to you these are your bank looks like your bank you click on the link it looks like a bank account you put in your credentials it still looks like a bank account but it's not they're stealing your credentials you know so you got to be careful with that Email is the third thing. So if an employee receives a suspicious email, they should report it to the IT department, IT person, um, uh, or whoever your consultant or security uh, person is immediately and let them investigate it. And they can, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, continue on with their working. Credential sharing. Oh God, this is like one of my pet peeves here, you know. Well, here's my password, Sally. Log in for me and do this. You should never, ever, 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 ever give out your password to anyone. Not anyone. My wife took that literally. Sometimes I asked her for her password. She didn't want to give it to me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you should never, ever give out your passwords. And you should, you should, you should use strong passwords. Now, there's a lot of debate about what a strong password is in our community, in the, in the IT community. Me personally, I would use a sentence or a statement that nobody else could ever dream of coming up with. I use stupid stuff that only I know because I'm silly, right? Um, I, I'm a silly kind of person and I joke a lot. And so I, I would use something like, my favorite food is cornbread. And then if I want to get really fancy with it, I'll take the eyes and the 
uh, the S's and the five and, 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 and the E's and I'll make them into letters um, or I'll, I'll phonetically pronounce them or whatever the case may be. The problem with password strength is people <laughs> have so many passwords that they get tired of trying to remember them all. So they'll try to use the same password for everything. Well, one of the episodes I'll probably end up doing is on password management and password tools that you can use to try to help you manage your passwords. Uh, not just you individually, but as a company, your passwords uh, to certain uh, uh, portals, if you will, or databases need to be shared. So they need to be protected through some kind of creden- credentialing software or whatever the case may be. So employees should practice good password hygiene by using strong passwords and you have to define or get your IT people to help you define what a strong password is. It's not what it used to be though. You know, uppercase, lowercase. It needs to be something, in my opinion, that is only you can remember it and it can be something as simple as a sentence because a bot is not going to come up with, um, you know, like, for instance, I like neck bones. <laughs> I don't know how many people out there like neck bones. I'm a Mississippi boy. I'm a country boy. I love neck bones, especially smoked neck bones. So if I said I love smoked neck bones with hot sauce and cornbread and collard greens as my password, a bot is not going to come up with that. They may be funny, but it's something that I'll remember because it's something that is a part of me and associated with me. Anyway, hope you get a kick out of that. Multi-factor authentication. Now, all these things that I'm telling you about you, don't take it that, okay, well, this is it. Manny's giving me the, 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 the guidelines here. I can completely trust this. I'm not saying you can't trust this or trust me. What I am saying is these are just guidelines to help you reinforce what you're doing. Multi-factor authentication now is even being attacked as a man in the middle type attack where you, 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 you put your password in, then you get sent a text message or an email or a code. That code or that message is being intercepted. So you have to be careful with that. But multi-factor authentication should be enabled on everything that you possibly can. Okay, start there and then, you know, we'll, we can work through everything else. So public platforms, Right. People go to Wi-Fi shops and um, uh, employees got to be careful about using Wi-Fi, free Wi-Fi, wherever they go. Using social media, doing things on company dime or company business at public and public platforms. You got these coffee shops, you have restaurants. Everybody has Wi-Fi. Everybody has free Wi-Fi because people want it. People want to be able to access their email, their, their social media, uh, even work. I do it all the time, but I use my own Wi-Fi. I use my own encryption tools and things of that nature. So, And last thing is reporting. So if an employee suspects that their account has been compromised, they should report it to their IT department immediately or their IT person. IT Sally, you know, IT Veronica. I, I have a thing called IT, uh, you know, Veronica. Uh, um and um, uh, it's a it's a whole thing. I'll get into it in another podcast. But anyway, these things are all going to help you lower your cyber risk profile, improve your uptime potential, uh, reduce financial risk, help meet cyber awareness training. You might even have requirements for insurance in order to do that to get your cyber insurance. It's going to help guard employees, 
customers and your business data. So hopefully I've said something here today in this episode to help you become more aware so that you can help your employees become more aware or your colleagues become more aware of the dangers of not being aware um, of cyber security threats. Uh, I had an employee um, named Craig. He used to always say, uh, what did he say? Uh, lack of security is a, is a poor excuse. Um, uh, what do you, oh God, I forget how he said it. Um, anyway, being lazy is a poor excuse for lack of, a, of security. And being lazy by writing your passwords on a sticky pad or one, two, three, four, five, or, you know, um, purple or your birthday or whatever the case may be. Those are the kind of things you want to stay away from, right? So wrapping things up today, we're talking about cybersecurity awareness month, internet safety, um, uh, Get a cybersecurity awareness training program going, whether it be a lunch and learn or contact a company that can do some uh, phishing training automated where it, it tests the employees and you have a scoreboard of who's the most vulnerable employee or the most uh, susceptible to phishing attacks and things of that nature. And um, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Hopefully uh, I've given you some good information and uh, you enjoyed it. I'll talk to you on the next one. Take care.